the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. This looks like a job for me, so everybody just follow me. It's all over the televisions. This donkey-eared, inbred jackass pretends to be kings. And millions bow on their knees. Those are the useful idiots. The kind that cannot see the scams and the mafias. That's why you changed the station. If you think that inbred, donkey-eared jackass in merry old England is the king, do me a favor, go listen to some stupid station. But here on this station, we're going to go through some painful realities. For instance... The Bureau of Labor Statistics. This is a crafty little bunch of scallywags. They revised every month this year. Every month, all of them revised major reduction. So they make these job numbers look good. You see, it's a trick. It's a scheme. It's a plan. It's a fraud. I went through and looked at the revisions. They are stunning. And he said it. I want to say it again here. There's 149,000 jobs that disappeared between February and March. Those revisions, and Charles is right, that's why the market is jumping. It's not on this print. It's on the revisions for February and March. We went from 326 to 248K in February, 236 down to 165 in March. Now, I like Fox News. I truly like Fox business, especially when you're talking about the the, the money, honey. Maria Bartiromo. I love her to death. She's the only show I'll even watch on that station now, in, ex, except when Kennedy is on. CNBC has a very good business station. I don't agree with them, but every once in a while they get some things right. I'm not even, and not a, maybe you can. We get, lost 150,000 jobs on revisions, I should yeah, yeah, say. Last month's 236 is 165 uh, right. on non farm. That's a huge drop. So the transgendering bull market rallies, and everyone says, oh, job numbers are good. And you'll see statistics on MSNBC and the rest of the propagandists, the same morons that believe there's a king and queen and all the rest of that nonsense. They treat this dimwit with dementia, Joe Biden, the usurper-in-chief, the illegitimate president, the election stealer. They treat him as a king rather than what he is, a traitor to Americanism. So he goes on and he tells bald face lies, a really dementia face lies. And we're doing all this having reduced, having already in the first two years reduced the deficit by $1.7 trillion. That's occurred. That's happened. It's done. And nobody asks or interrupts and says, then why are we against the debt ceiling? Uh, I don't know. Why are we against it? I mean, if it's all so great, why are we here? Why are we in this place? And I want to give you a little perspective. So 1986, phenomenal year. I mean, an absolutely phenomenal year in this economy. We had things called yuppies, young and up and coming professionals. You don't have that anymore. You got floppies. They're falling and they're of all ages. 
And the reality is in 1986, $100, $100 had the purchasing power equivalent of $275.40 today. To give you an idea, a perspective, that's how detrimental it is to allow your government to destroy your currency. So the reality is people who can read with an IQ over 60, people who can think, people who look around and see more people on welfare, more people on unemployment, more people on the ghetto lottery ticket called disability, more people on food stamps and rent, that is the recipe for a declining economy. Now the stocks of said companies, they recognize that difference in buying power too. You didn't see a rally today. You saw your dollar implode because there's not a one of those companies that did anything special aside from the companies like Apple who decided to buy back their stock and get it away from government control. So we're going to listen to Dementia Joe tout an economy and blame a bunch of uh, politicians for not giving him Massive, massive abilities to raise our debt. They say we're not going to we're not going to increase the debt that every president has done for the last six million years here. Uh, I mean, never hadn't done anything but that. That's just the stutter. And they want you to believe it's because he has a little stutter and we shouldn't make fun of him. But it's really the dementia eating his brain like a Pac-Man. He can't remember the lies, but he can remember talking points because they're on screens and they're the size of your head. And the budget I proposed uh, that we're going to propose back on March 9, I think it was the first couple weeks of March, that budget, if it were to be passed, would cut the deficit another $3 trillion, $3 trillion over the next 10 years. Listen to the silence in the room. It's full of reporters. Not one asks, then why are we against the debt ceiling? Why? If you did all of this. In your two years, if you didn't destroy the economy, if you didn't erode the buying power of our currency, then why are we in this predicament? And that got me thinking. Got me thinking of Barack. He likes big butts and he cannot lie, Obama. And the swindler that he was. And I'll never forget some of his talking points. The things I forgot to mention in this little litany is the Chinese officials are saying, well, we might not want to be buying any more American debt. How are you going to pay for this? The national debt's at $9 trillion now uh, and headed north. Uh, how are you going to pay for all these things you want? Now, he had won the election. This is, the, this is before he's sworn in. The debt's at $9 trillion because after he won the election, they did the, 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 the massive bailout of the banks in, in, in the shortest amount of time, adding a trillion to just our debt. Do. Well, 10 to 12 billion dollars per month, 196 billion dollars just for next year's request alone. That's a big chunk of change. And so if we can phase down the war in Iraq, that's going to start helping us uh, on the money front. Uh, I do think that we've got to create a more efficient Washington. Uh, you know, I have called for more transparency and accountability when it comes to things like earmarks. Uh, you know, we have to prioritize how we're spending money in Washington. And, and one of the things that I think is important for Democrats... Well, he almost sounds like a Republican, doesn't he? See, that's how he got elected. Lying. Cheating. Stealing. Because he didn't do any of those. In fact, he took the debt from $9 trillion to $19.5 trillion. We're talking trillions. Okay? So he more than doubled it, if you can do simple math. The good news is, the people who vote for these idiots, they can't do math. Unfortunately, our, I won't say Republican because I think they're not, they're pretty well divided, but our MAGA Republicans in Congress are threatening to do all this progress. 
by letting us, quote, default on the debt unless we agree to their demands. Once again, not an interruption. You can't default on your debt because the very first payment that you make, the very first one, is to the debt. So this is another scare tactic. Barack, he likes big butts and he cannot lie. Obama used to do this too. But this is a scare tactic where morons chant for their own destruction. They chant against the very money that they earn. They're called Democrats, and they continue to make the chant. You are totally unrelated. Whether you pay the debt or not doesn't have a damn thing to do with what your budget is. What? Whether you pay the debt or not doesn't have a damn thing to do of what your budget is. This is how bust-outs, well, this is how bust-outs, failures, people who've never done anything in their fracking life except sell lies and bull dung. That's a lie. Not a, not a murmur in the press corps. Not a murmur. What your budget is. Where are you going to spend money? How are you going to raise the money? What are you going to cut? What are you going to... That's the... There are two separate issues. Two. And let's get... Now, we have this imbecile by his hair plugs, that dead man hair he has sewn to his head like a doll. The question is, do, do the Republicans have the wherewithal to follow through? Because my offer to you is this, nothing except the payments on the debt, except the payments to the old people and all the other bull dung you scare people with. And that's it. Bring it to its knees. He knows this could happen. And then the 22 million recipients of phony baloney jobs littered in these bankrupt in, in these bureaucracies of corruption, like the the uh, the BLS, the Bureau of Labor Statistics, who lies to the American people. Every time they open their mouth, lie, 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 cooking numbers, lying about statistics, they all go home. Hey, low life, now you're fired. But unfortunately, uh, they're threatening to undo, uh, um, uh, undo all this progress by letting us default. Yeah, you're right, Squirrel. He, he, he's fine. He doesn't have dementia. He's fine. He's like a normal boy. Um, and uh, their budget... Uh-huh. They promoted that it was attached to their debt ceiling increase, um, but they tied them together now. I want to make that clear. You all know this, I know, but for the listeners, they've tied it together. See, and then he does that gratuitous, you guys are smart, you're selling my lies. You're the Pravda, called the press. You guys get it. And not a one of them said a word. Hey, you lying rat bastard, you can't have a budget without paying for the debt, moron. They say... We're not going to we're not going to increase the debt that every president has done for the last six million years here. Uh, Never hadn't done anything but that unless you pass our budget as we're proposing. Now, their budget would put 21 million people at risk of losing Medicaid. It would cut federal law enforcement by 28,000 personnel. Are you scared? You scared about this? Or are you scared about the clouds landing on your house and destroying it? Which one scares you more, Squirrel? 28,000, FBI, DEA, etc. Good. It would cut 1,000 anyway. teachers and support staff. Oh, there we it go. would cut 30 million, 30 million veterans' health care visits. And I increased the VA budget because the veterans were in such difficult shape having so much trouble getting appointments and the like. See, the only way this Ponzi scheme can go on is if we even entertain the idea that this dimwit with dementia has the gravity to understand what he's doing, but more importantly, should be in the position he's in. And until we start calling for actual truth, and until we demand these bureaucrats 
who would lie to us on important things like the economic number have a forensic audit of not just the numbers they spew out, but their own budget. It'll just be more of the same. March got revised down, to be clear. Yeah. Actually, it looks like February and March are both lower than they were initially. So you've got some revisions here uh, that show a much slower jobs market than we thought in both February and March. Well, that explains the delinquencies on credit card payments. It explains more delinquencies on mortgages than prior to 2008. It explains more defaults in commercial lending. Kind of explains the truth. Let's go to an expert, an Iranian economist by the name of Mark Zandi. I am the chief economist of Moody's Analytics, but uh, my remarks today are my own views. Uh, I should also say, just for sake of disclosure, I'm on the board of directors of a publicly traded uh, mortgage insurer. I will make uh, three points in my remarks. Uh, First, um, by my calculation, the X date, the day in which the Treasury will run out of cash to pay all the government's bills on time, will be June the 8th. this is not very uncertain uh, because it depends on the uh, very uncertain one thing tax receipts. Important. One. But it's very clear that the April tax revenues came in very weakly, about a third of what we uh, took in last year. That's all that matters. The revenue that they pretend is their revenue, called tax receipts, is one third of what it was last year, revealing that all of the lies of the business is thriving, all of the lies of economic growth and all the rest of it of the deficit reduction, all lies. You see, the government's income is a third of what it was last year. So are we going to wait for this house of cards to completely collapse? Or are you going to demand what should have been demanded two years ago? The impeachment of not only the most corrupt saboteur pretending to be president, but somebody who's completely unfit. Joe Robinette. I think I hear a squish in my socks. Biden. 312-642-5600. You're fired. Make money, smoke cigars, and live free on the Sean Thompson Show on AM560. The answer. AM560. The answer. Cinco de Mayo, right? Yeah. I'll tell you, the taco, phenomenal. Other than that, I'm not a big fan of it. I'll tell you this, $100 in 1986, it takes $275.40 to buy what it bought in 1986. By the time this idiot with dementia is done destroying the, co- the economy, it'll take 400 Revenues to the government, their very own schemes, only delivers a third a third of the, of the revenue you generated a year ago, and you're telling me things are good? Not everybody's a fracking Democrat moron. According to Moody's, not, not, not the Democratic Party. Now, Moody's, that's the guy we just heard from. That's the same guy. This guy right here. Uh, but don't quite know how, when those, what's the revenue uh, numbers are going to look like in, in coming days. But uh, by, by my best calculation, June 8th will be the day. Uh, when Treasury can't pay its bills. There is a possibility, uh, worst case scenario, that it'll be June the 1st. It'll be very close. That's the movie. Now, here's here's dementia face. Here's the moron with the dead man hair sewn to his head. According to Moody's, their budget plan would eliminate 780,000 jobs. 
Say it again. It would eliminate 780,000 jobs, according to Moody's. Every one of them America's fake. debt has accumulated over 200 years. And my predecessor, in the four years he was president, increased it by that total debt by 40 percent. I guess truth. You know, this is the problem when you talk to these Democrats. Scourge. These bald faced, dementia faced liars. They have no idea. Barack, he likes big butts and he cannot lie. Took the debt from nine trillion to 19. And he talked like a Republican the whole time. If we don't act, the growing debt will eventually crowd out everything else, preventing us from investing in things like education uh-huh. or sustaining programs like Medicare. All right. So Washington has to live within its means. Huh. The government has to do what families across this country have been doing for years. Oh, boy. We have to cut what we can't afford to pay for what really matters. But you didn't. Right, bust out? Same guy who was late on his car payment three months. Lowest credit in the world. You need that greasy Tony Resco to help co-sign to buy your house. This bust out took it from $9 trillion to 19 Now, even if you went to CPS, you figured out that's a 100% increase, right? You doubled it, dummy. And you're going to say... That Donald Trump, and that was his weak spot, by the way, because the bulk of what he added to the debt was during COVID, when you Democrats, in collusion with the Chinese communists, released the greatest bioweapon on mankind. Yeah, you did, you rat bastards. Ms. Powers, uh, did USAID fund coronavirus research in Wuhan, China? We did not fund gain-of-function research, That's not the as question. you know. The question is, did you fund coronavirus research in Wuhan, China? Before my time, there was the PREDICT program with which you're familiar, which ended in China in 2019. That's how a Democrat says, yes, we did fund it. We needed it. We needed it to destroy the economy. We needed it to remove the most popular president, the most successful president. We needed it. And we got it. And now we're going to spend triple. And we're going to do it with this idiot who can't get out of a room without an exit sign and an Andy Frame. Stupid son of a... Time in Blue Island. Hey, Sean Dittles, buddy. Thank you, brother. Hey, I got a quick story for you. We're fixing a porch out here in Blue Island, and I, the mailman walking down the street is an old buddy of mine. I used to roof with his brother years ago, and he's got a transistor radio in his pocket, and he's listening to Sean. Come on. I go, hey, man, you got Sean on there. He goes, yeah, I listen to him every day. So he walks around Blue Island delivering mail, listening to you, and I wanted to see... If I could get you to give him a shout out, his name's Ernie. Uh, the guy, his brother, I used to work with twenty five years ago, died of cancer about two oh, months ago. Ernie, eight years old. My uncle Louie, who was an annoying son of a gun, I loved him. Was a mailman, best shape of any guy I ever knew. Walked his ass off, he rock, I mean, strong as an ox. And I know how hard you work. I know how few of you do. Thank you very much, Ernie, for being one of the good guys. And I'm sorry about your brother. Thank you very much, Tomas. We'll be back with the rest of your calls. Three one two six four two fifty six hundred. May I help you? Yeah, I'd like to cancel my mail. He will never negotiate his constitutional rights with the government. Live free or die on The Sean Thompson Show. On AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. Come on, squirrel. I said we'll get to it later in the show. We'll play shooting... The office shooting pool in Chicago. I know it's going to be nice. You're picking 41. Well, wait till the end of the show, will you please? After all, Chicago's got a new summer plan. It's going to be swimming. You're going to love it. Uh, Teresa, Brass Coast. 
brass coats in the house, Sean. Absolutely. Uh, I just. <laughs> you don't want to go out of the idiots. house in your neighborhood with gold on. You'll end up in the, in the street corner there. It's drooling on yourself. Oh, no doubt. Yeah. yeah I mean, that, that's a given. You don't drive a Hyundai, do you? No. Whew, there's a lucky thing. All right, go ahead. Okay. Yeah, I just wanted to say um, from earlier, I think I'll use idiot Biden's line when I skip my rent and all of my bills for the next year. Whether I paid the debt or not, it doesn't have a damn thing to do with my budget is. It has nothing to do with the budget. Nothing at all. And do you want to know something? This yep. is what it's, what, it, what it's like when you deal with these political whores. And they're all yeah. under $6,000 suits. And they understand the scam. You bankrupted yep. the strongest country on the planet, and you're happy about it. And you're going to continue yeah. to do it until the American people say, I think I've had enough of this. Thank you very much, Teresa. The brass coast. Bill. Oh, Bill, Bill, Bill. I can only imagine how depressed you are. Paying forty no, five, you... fifty, sixty thousand a year in taxes. <laughs> oh, Bill no. in Hinsdale. How are you? Good, good, Sean. I, I just want one answer one question for me. The suppression's already in for twenty twenty four. Can you tell me if this this laptop thing is now verified that it was all crap that it nine percent of the people wouldn't have voted for this clown? And Bill, I, 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 I have a hard Trump time. Fan. I have a hard time entertaining these arg- those arguments because it's a it's fairy tale, right? I mean, how do you? No, but what I'm saying, I'm saying with, with with what he's done in the last two and a half years, how in the God green earth is he possibly running ahead in polls? There's no chance he's running ahead in polls, but they want you to believe that so you won't go out and vote. Yes, and there's another thing too, Bill. They want you to to entertain yourself that there's a future where you can get out of this rather than understand the principles of Americanism, which is we have a Congress that spends the money, and if Congress is ignored or or their powers are usurped by the president, we become accustomed to a dictatorship. And unfortunately, we have. And this is a bipartisan issue. And the thing about Trump running, you know what I read? First of all, I like, I like, I had the pleasure of shaking his hand. I looked in his face. I like him. I do. I truly do. I have some big problems with some of the things he did, and I have some massive appreciation for some of the things he did. The reality is he won. And he and and they, and they took the presidency from him. He won the last time. Yeah. What am I going to do? Pretend? Okay. You this time you'll get him. They cheated him, and he and, and he won. And and he's sitting in Mar-a-Lago, and my country's being destroyed. So at this yeah. point, right? I came to the realization that that's why there is no tomorrow. That's why you and Hinsdale, my heart breaks for you, brother. I know, I know the kind of taxes you're paying. It's a great place <laughs> to buy a, a five million dollar house for a million two right now, and it's a shame hey. because that's the cost of, yeah. of corruption. Yeah. I was down in Florida with your boy Alan last week. He said, say hello. Oh, tell him I miss his big head. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Every time I think right. of him, I want to order a taco out of, out of Jack in the Box. How about the head on that guy? Thank you very much. <laughs> appreciate it. Shirley Willowbrook. Hey, Shirley. Yeah. Um, no, you're right Shirley. Next I'm Sean, but you can call me. Phil. What's that? Yeah, go ahead. Um, you know, I just wanted to say one of the things that we really need to do to uh, you know, contain this budget is we do need to control the growth of Medicaid. And they need to get people in there, in the at Congress who know what they're doing. And, and I'm referring to physicians, nurses, et cetera. Shirley, how many American tra- people don't realize how much money is stolen from the Medicaid system? Stolen. Um, overbilled. Yeah, that occurs. How about the how I, about the how about the um, dentist? My education. 
The dentist in Florida. The, the dentist and in I Florida was, with his own plane who flew Bob Menendez down for $30 underage hookers to South America got caught. Medicaid was giving this guy millions, tens of millions a year on names. You know, nobody wants to oversee these programs. I love the intention, but if it doesn't work, we're going to have to audit them. What do you think? I don't doubt that, but what I'm saying to you is this. When you look at the amount of crime and violence in our country, take Chicago uh, for example, those people, most of them are on Medicaid. Uh, they are repeaters who either are dead or, or they come in, and every hospitalization that they have is a million-dollar hospitalization, and sometimes, you know, for rehab. Now, the government lets them go, you know, on and on, but for the person who has an insurance policy... Your whole family, like, may be rationed to only $1 million, like, for a whole lifetime, and then it stops. And I will let you know, in the state of Illinois, I used to work at the University of Illinois for a period of time. They would used to bring the prisoners in for heart surgery. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> I could go on and on. Oh, I know, Shirley. It's a, it's an upsetting thing, and I remember it was about 20 years ago. They said a, a gunshot victim on the weekend, the average cost is 185000 The average, 185000 That's without complications. For the, for the ones that are crippled and need all the therapy, it's, it, it's in the hundreds of thousands of dollars. And you wonder why the system is broken, why they use it. You they use it as a fear ta- a tactic. The system of Florida does in some of the cities. Yeah. I worked at Miami in the University of Miami for a while before coming home to older parents here. I worked the Miami riots of 1980. I was also there during, you know, the Mario Boat Lift. The people in Miami decided, and they voted for it, you know, that they, you know, so love their Jackson Memorial University of Miami that they raised their sales taxes. So Surely I, I could talk to you for an hour, have, but I, I got to go to a commercial. Don't be mad at me. I love you. Thank you for calling, and thank you for telling everybody. Let's uh, Florida America. Thank you very much. 312-642-5600. I was listening to the Sean Thompson show. I am saddened that this guy supposedly represents us. I mean, I am appalled. He's just disgusting. Sexist pig. And an absolute disgrace. Thank you. AM560. The answer. I like big butts and I cannot lie. Oh, Barack. I remember when you used to talk like a Republican. I loved it. Con artist that he was. Our tax code shouldn't give an advantage to companies with best connected lobbyists. It should give an advantage to companies that invest in the United States of America and create jobs in the United States of America. And we can lower the... Sounds like a nationalist. Is he a nationalist? Squirrel, I think he was a nationalist. Credits to communicate is... Uh, just because I'm a progressive and I believe in early childhood education spending and I believe in after school spending and I believe in uh, a lot of these programs doesn't mean I don't think there's waste in government. I just think we're spending it in the wrong places. Wow. Sounds like Trump there, doesn't he? He's a here, jackass. Here is Soggy Socks. Let's be clear. And by the way, 
even during that period, all the Republicans voted to, uh, the Republican Party voted to increase the debt limit. Like the only responsible thing you could do. At any rate, let's be clear. This is no small part about paying our bills uh-huh. that we accumulated, that were accumulated, not by me. Never blinked the whole time because he's all drugged up like one of those horses in the Kentucky Derby that seems to be dropping. How's Jimmy Carter doing, Squirrel? Hang it on! Tell you what, he does hospice as good as he was a president. Uh... Cream Puff Jim, still on his yeah, yeah. How you doing, kid? How are you, Sean? The, the, grand, old, the grand old party he took it on the chin again with these job reports and the uh, wage increases. Yeah. Now, this is, this, is, this is 60 years. Are those, 60 the same years guys, are those the same guys that calculated the municipal pensions that they wouldn't well, bet in the city of Chicago? Think, think of the Sunday talk show. Uh-huh. That that'll be the, that'll be the whole. I could write it for my apartment. Jim, facts and reason. Yeah. You know, for a while there, I thought we had a chance with you winning. But if you believe these job numbers, then something tells me uh, when you fill out your driver's license, you put on there that you're 194, right? You, you haven't yeah. seen that. You, you oh. haven't seen anything yet, Sean. Yeah, have a good weekend, buddy. Yeah. There's the guy that inspired weekend. the male bidet. I'm Frank too fat. Uh, John and Piatone. Hi there. Hi, John. Two quick thoughts. We uh, worry about uh, our politicians. If they were Pinocchio, they wouldn't be able to turn their heads in the room. I like that, John. We got a we got a bad connection. We got a reverb in your phone there. Uh, George Naperville. Uh, Sean, in honor of Cinco de Mayo, could you do a shout out in Spanish to all the Mexicans waiting in Juarez, hoping to cross the border for a better life? I don't really speak Spanish, even though I grew up in Melrose Park. Hasta luego. Bios con Dios, that kind of stuff, because I used to watch the Cisco Kid. Whatever happened to the Cisco Kid? Remember that outfit he had on? Oh, that was John, go to number two. I'll let you back on. Come on. Okay, real quick. Yeah. I'm in the military yet, and what I worry about is the fight that we may have with China. Okay. Right. And the draft is going to have to come back in. I think we need to draft the people that want to be thought of as the same as us, men. So the transgenders and the females need to be drafted also. Uh, John, I don't. I, do you think it would be a war the way we're used to war? You, you really think they're going to uh, fight? We're going to go with the hands and the da 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 da. They're going to nuke the hell out of everybody. Why? You know what I mean? First, first of all, we've been in a war. You know that. We've been in a cold war with everybody for the last 40 years. And the problem I have, too, John, and you know this, these politicians lie through their teeth. I hate the idea that yeah. we're going to send more people to fight for these lying scum. I mean that. I and, the, and, and the idea that we would draft people to go do it? Let's start with politicians. Let's take all the kids from the senators and the congressmen. Let's take all the lobbyists. Let's put them on the front lines. Let's see. You know what, well, you heard John? What happened in Vietnam, huh? Oh, yes, I yeah. did. Yes, I did. I ain't no oh, senator's yeah. son. You know, John. I oh. wish you. I wish you luck, brother. I really do. Stay safe and. Uh, I don't know. Those are the guys that break your heart. They've been fighting wars for decades, and for what? The Taliban has our equipment. They're the good guys now. They're killing ISIS. Well, it makes sense. Joe Biden and the Democrats, thanks to uh, Wilson, they've been funding them since the '80s. Back when a hundred dollars, now it takes two hundred seventy-five dollars to buy the same items. Trish in her car. Yes. Hi. Uh, I was wondering why. 
God, we got a bad connection. What did she say? Why, why I take Jim, Cream Puff Jim. You know, I don't know why. There's something about that fat guy. There's something about those municipal workers that stay happy and still believe and regurgitate the lies. And I think for a minute there we were going to get him. But uh, I don't think he believes his own stuff. I think he's kind of having fun and being facetious. I think he sees the scam. I think he participated in the scam. And I'm going to let him try to ask for absolution uh, before he <laughs> takes a dirt nap. Thank you very much, Trish. 312-642-5600. This is The Sean Thompson Show on AM560. The answer. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merck, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. This looks like a job for me, so everybody just follow me, because we need a little controversy. What we experienced during the COVID years was unmitigated fascism. Simple. The idea that bureaucrats had the power to lock us under house arrest. To make us walk around with a rag on our face. Everybody knows if God wanted us to have a rag on our face, he'd have made us all look like Lori Lightfoot. And these fascists, these bureaucrats, these scallywags, all are immune from the responsibility of destroying the principles of Americanism. A bit of breaking news, and that is the Centers for Disease Control is reporting now that the agency's director, Rochelle Walensky, is stepping down. CDC officials saying she submitted her resignation and will leave the role at the end of the month. So far, no word on a replacement, but in a letter to President Biden, she did express mixed feelings about her decision. Good riddance, mixed feelings. Doesn't matter to me. I just wanted it all to stop. In the meantime, people were doing things about this. People were filing lawsuits from the most unusual places, even from Wall Street. That's my next guest, and I thank God for her actions. She is Leslie Manukian. Leslie, thank you for making time. I know you're under a crunch here. How are you? Hey, Sean. It's, I'm great, thanks, and it's great to be with you. Well, I, I thank God for what you did. I just ignored it because I will not be intimidated by bureaucrats. But the idea is most people couldn't do that. They were forced to be under house arrest. They were forced to have rags on their faces. From what I understand, you filed how many lawsuits against this fascism? (laughs) We sued the Biden administration three times. And I've I've filed over a dozen lawsuits in the last um, two years since this all started. I don't know. It's something like 13 or 14 in total. You're not a lawyer. We sued. Ironically, you're a a lawyer. Nope. I was formerly a banker. Um, I'm a documentary filmmaker. I'm a writer. Um, I've done a bunch of things. I'm actually a a natural health practitioner as well. And, you know, I just fully believe that government should not be telling us, dictating to us how we live our lives. And I say this speaking from personal experience because I was injured by a medical treatment. And I know what it's like to be injured by a medical treatment and then have somebody tell me that I have to get that medical treatment and it's not okay. And I have a child that I would never, ever want to see injured. And this is just outrageous that this government thinks that it's acceptable to tell us how to live our lives. And so I decided I was going to do something and I started a nonprofit and I fought back. And the non-for-profit is the Health Freedom Defense Fund. And uh, where can they, where can my people go to check it out, number one, and support you? That's crucially important. Yeah. You go to healthfreedomdefense.org. 
you can see, um, you know, the over dozen lawsuits that we have filed, and you can see all of our other work. We do a lot of education. We've provided resources to people to fight back against their school districts and their local governments. Um, you know, we try and educate people about how to advocate for themselves. Out of something from a communist country, what, what, what went along with this fascism was censorship, manipulation, and bald-faced lying. In fact, we even have changed the definition of side effects to side events. In the meantime, we had a couple of good senators, Rand Paul and Ron Johnson, who put an effort forward to expose the fail, failure in the so-called vaccine, which isn't a vaccine at all, the failure in the masks, which do nothing except give criminals another reason to be criminals. The reality is, you won the case. How good is this? How, how, how much better does it look for the freedoms of the future, in your opinion? Yeah. So let me just explain that the um, we sued the Biden administration three times, but the most significant was the one that took away the, the mask mandate for all federal travel, airplanes, trains, buses, any kind of um, travel conveyance. Um, that were requiring masks. That was struck down when we successfully challenged the CDC's rule dictating that you have to wear a mask. And that was April 18th of 2022. Now, that lawsuit was critical because it was my perspective that the CDC does not have the power or authority to intervene in our individual lives and tell us how to live. And the reason that I believe that is because if you look at what are called the police powers, those include health powers, and those powers are all reserved to the states. Anything not expressly granted to the um, federal government is reserved for the states. And this is why CDC can come up with something like a, vac- a recommended vaccine schedule, but not dictate what states do in their individual states. States come up with their own state laws. And so when it came to the mask situation, the mask case, I was just stunned that they thought that they had this power. And I believe that they didn't. And so we went and we did all of our legal research, our legal team, and we concluded that they didn't have that power because nowhere in statute does it say that CDC has any power or authority to dictate what individual humans in America do. It says it's authorized to um, to disinfect, fumigate, isolate animals and articles being brought into the country or across State lines. It doesn't say anything about telling you that you have to put a rag on your face. And so we decided that we were going to pursue it, and we filed in um, July of 2021, and yes, we won last year. And this is so important because if the CDC is successful in its appealing our case, and if the CDC is successful in um, appealing, what it means is that there's no limit to CDC's power. And I don't think any of us want to live in a country where CDC has unrestrained power. That's incredible, isn't it? That's insane. Oh, it's, it's, it's unbelievable. And the other thing to worry about is it's, it's clear that they secede their opinion, they secede their authority to the World Health Organization. And this is something that at least you, you put this, this foot forward to fight back. Are they appealing it as we speak? Yes, we had. Um, so we filed, we won. DOJ filed an appeal for CDC. And we had oral arguments in the case in January. And um, there were (laughs) literally CDC's lawyer from DOJ said, well, the masks worked in 1918. Actually, that's not true. The masks didn't work in 1918. And he argued that it was a small ask. And I I, I was like, just gobsmacked because we know that it's not a small ask. First of all, 
if you wear them properly, you have to buy several every single day and change them out. Um, and that's just assuming that they work. Um, but we also know that they don't work and that they actually cause problems with breathing, elevated CO2 levels, which damages, it has a cascade of damage across the body, right? Yes. So why this is so important, though, is because of the, the um, impact on the administrative state. Correct. Maybe you're, I'm sure your um, listeners know that the administrative state is comprised of all the different agencies that sit across, sit underneath the executive. And the problem is that they're trying to grab more and more control and they're arguing that they want to um, that they want to appeal this decision for one reason and one reason only, and that's because they want this power. Yes. So they want the power to either do it again to you or something else like this. And that's why I think it's really imperative that we fight back. We will fight all the way to the Supreme Court if we have to, but we are very hopeful that um, that the uh, um, that the appeal won't prevail. Now the the vaccine that mandate that force. Does this fall in line? Will you go after this next? Has somebody else gone after this? Is this the way in which we can keep them off of us for the time being? Well, we have sued twice over the vaccine mandate, one on behalf of over 6,000 federal employees and once on behalf of 30,000 federal contractors and, you know, in airlines and travel and all this. And both of those cases, both of those cases, have been stayed because other cases similar were filed around the same time, and those were granted injunctions. One of them granted just a, a small uh, an injunction in the southern southeastern part of the country, and one nationally. And what that means is that um, the federal government can't reinstate the mandate. But here's what's happening, and this is where there's a little bit of monkey business going on. You know how how they've they've decided that the emergency is going to all of a sudden be over on May 11th, right? Yes. You know about that, okay? Yep. So what happens after that is that the government will likely argue that all of these cases are now moot because there's no longer a policy, a mandate, or an emergency. And therefore, the courts should dismiss all these cases, basically just make them go away like they never happened. Throw everything backwards three years. You got it. And pretend from a legal standpoint, like it never happened. So we will argue there's something um, I forget what the name of the, the doctrine is, but basically it says that cessation of doing something illegal is not grounds for evading review in the in the courts. And so we will very clearly argue that this is totally inappropriate and that the, the courts have to adjudicate these cases and come to a final conclusion in order to preserve Americans rights. And that's what we will do. Now, please tell me you also have a camera crew that's followed you around and you've gone through this and you're simultaneously going to release a documentary to help you fund the lawsuits. <laughs> I wish. I wish oh, I'd had that. Oh, Leslie, <laughs> come on. Uh, do you have any, any, any documentaries that you're working on? I mean, because the reality is the idea that Americanism was put on the sidelines. We allowed these bureaucrats and now it looks like they've been funding this research for decades. The simultaneously, you have Pfizer that opens a Wuhan lab up for research and development in 2009. I mean, you don't have to be a fan of, of, of uh, Basil Rathbone as Sherlock Holmes to figure out exactly what happened here. And then you look at the trillions of dollars that has been just a windfall for the same companies that kick back 30% through K Street and the lobbyists. This is one financial scam. You don't have to be a banker to figure this out, right? No, you don't. In fact... Um, I was actually giving a presentation last week about 
what a debacle this has been for the average American. I believe there's been $4 trillion of wealth traded from, you know, transferred from the middle class to the super rich in this country. Uh, uh, $400 billion, this is globally, I think, $4 billion, no, 400 new billionaires minted in yes. the last couple of years. And this has all been facilitated. This is what people don't know, Sean, is that this could never have happened if they hadn't put the Patriot Act in place. The Model State Emergency Health Powers Act legislation, which accords extraordinary power to state governors and health departments, and was literally introduced two weeks after the Patriot Act was passed in, to, in 2001. Yeah. When no I remember. Paying attention. And then the PREP Act in 2005, I mean, it just goes on and on. Like, they have been undermining American ideals for decades. It didn't happen in the last three years. They paved the way for this a long time ago, and it is imperative that Americans re-engage. That's the only way that this is going to be resolved, that Americans actually participate in the democratic process, because if they don't, then it's game over. My show is growing. I want my people to help and support you. Give me the website one more time where they can go to support yes. you and your organization. Please, yes. These these lawsuits cost a lot of money, folks. And um, um, just so you all know, I don't pay myself. I work for free because I care, and I don't want this world that they are trying to push on us for my son and for other young people. Um, but you go to healthfreedomdefense.org. You can become a member for $10. You can join our newsletter, which we only send out once every two weeks or so. Um, and you can donate there if you choose, healthfreedomdefense.org. Leslie, open door. Anytime you want, anytime you, you even have an inkling, anything you want to talk about, you please call me, all right? I certainly will. Sean, thank you so much for having me. Thank you for doing what you're doing on behalf of my unborn grandkids. Thank you very much. It's crucially important. I appreciate you. We'll be back with your calls and comments. This is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560. The answer. AM560. The answer. We don't get food. The Marxist Mafia, the inhabitants of the Marxist Mafia, the Capos, the Tute Capos, are all the same people. Samantha Power is the wife of Cass Sunstein. Cass Sunstein is a notable, corrupt Marxist Mafia member. Oh, but it's true. His wife looks like a drunk Pippi Longstocking who aged terribly, like cheese on a hot sidewalk. She was uh, before Rand Paul, Senator Rand Paul, spinning. It wasn't me. I just got here. Ms. Powers, uh, did USAID Powers, fund coronavirus research in Wuhan, China? We did not fund gain-of-function research, as question. you know. She sounds feminine, doesn't she, Squirrel? Oh, she does. She sounds like twice the man of Rachel Levine. Question is, did you fund coronavirus research in Wuhan, China? Before my time, there was the PREDICT program with which you're familiar, which ended in China in 2019. Yeah, this is a $200 million program, and the GAO has also identified that some of these grants went directly to the Wuhan Institute of Virology, where there is a suspicion that the lab leak began that began the pandemic. Um, has USAID awarded funds to the Academy of Military Medical Sciences in China? 
I, not to my knowledge, but I'd have to. Get I think the answer is once again yes. GAO has found that there have been subawards of NIH money, as probably as well as USAID money, that went to the Academy of not just medical research, military medical research in China. Now, part of the unknowns here is we can't get the records to look at this. So I've been asking for months and months for records. In September of last year, I wrote Ms. Powers, the USAID, a request asking for records from the PREDICT program. These are not classified. These are simply records of scientific research. And we want to read the grants to find out what they were doing and whether the research was dangerous or not. Um, the response I got from your agency was USAID will not be providing any documents at this time. It all goes back to power of the mafia. And as you heard, Leslie, as you heard her talk, who does it go back to? It always goes back to the same administration, Republican. There's an old saying in Tennessee, I know it's in Texas, probably in Tennessee, that says, fool me once, shame on Shame on you. It fooled me. We can't get fooled again. You moron. You finger paint. Hey, moron. You finger paint all the power to this mafia under this administration that we're being bullied, stripped of our rights, all during the dimwit. We must stop the terror. I call upon all nations to do everything they can to stop these terrorist killers. Thank, Thank you. you. Now watch this drive. Not a bush. Not a bush went to war. Not a bush. Not one of them. Not their cousins, not their relatives, not their inbreds. None of them. And don't worry. You mark my words. There'll be another one on the horizon. There absolutely will. Because this mafia is bipartisan. It's a duopoly of fascism and corruption. So don't be fooled by the dementia-ridden dimwit. He just earned his, his bones. They say, we're not going to increase the debt that every president has done for the last six million years here. Uh, I mean, never had done anything but that. <laughs> you sound like Jimmy Carter. Paul in Tennessee. Hey, just thought I'd uh, give a response to Cream Puff Jim, and he didn't seem to left at the labor participation rate, which is the, some of the lowest they've had since recording it in the 60s. And the dirty little secret is after, I, I can't remember how many months, and uh, long-term unemployed drop off the records altogether, there are in excess of 8 million men between the age of 25, and I can't remember if it's 45 or 50, what they give the uh, federal uh, statutes, that are 8 million working age that are at home not working. So Cream Puff Jim, go ahead and Brag about Failure. all the guys sitting at home on their butts in the, in the basement Paul, of their mommy's house. Do you know what you just did? You just explained why the revenue to the government is one-third of what it was a year ago. You just did that. And there, that's the only statistic that matters. It's like when you invest in anything. What's the revenue? See, we're all invested in this government. We have very little say. We have the facts. We have the prima facie evidence of failure and corruption. They have the levers of power. But thank you, Paul, because you just helped a tremendous amount of people understand that. 312-642-5600. Broadcasting from the Petri dish of corruption known as the state of Illinois. In the upper Midwest, the nation, and around the world. This is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The 
answer. I'm going to take Bob. I'm going to take Bob. I'm going to help Bob. Bob on the near north side. I do love that song this way. Hi, Bob. Hello. Hi, Bob. Hello. What about Bob? Hello. Can, can you hear me? Beautifully. Can you hear me? Yeah. <laughs> Let's get Bob straightened out. John in Tinley Park. Let's not do a Verizon commercial, shall we? Are you there? I just kidding. Uh, yeah. So uh, just two things really quick. Um, more people should watch C-SPAN. Too bad it wasn't available on Bunny Ears um, so everyone could really see the uncensored things that are going on and how, you know, just what's going on without it being censored. Uh, today, you know, official WHO, end of COVID-19. Um, what do we have to do to reduce that corporatism and go back to pre-pandemic goods and service pricing? We have to expose the mafia and, uh, and make people understand this is a, a rigged game. And we're the ones oh, yeah. in the Collusion with the, the CPC, Fauci lying. I hope someone's held accountable and someone goes to jail. Fauci John, and Hillary. John, <laughs> do you know how much time I spend watching C-SPAN? Because I love the fact that it, you're exactly right. It's the most important thing to watch. That's where a lot of my clips come. Thank you very much for mentioning it. Clips like this. Another question for you. The NIH continues to refuse to voluntarily divulge the names of scientists who receive royalties and from which companies. Over the period of time from 2010 to 2016, 27,000 royalty payments were paid to 1,800 NIH employees. We know that not because you told us, but because we forced you to tell us through the Freedom of Information Act. Over $193 million was given to these 18 employee, 1,800 employees. Did they pay their taxes on it? I mean, because Joe Biden and Barack, he likes big butts. They don't pay taxes. No, no, no. Paying taxes, that's for me and you. I can handle things. I'm smart. No, you can't. No, you can't. I don't know if that's Fetterman or, or Biden. No, Fetterman, that, that was way too fluid for Fetterman. Bob, one more time. Hello, Bob. Hello. Hi. Can you hear me? Bob, go ahead, babe. All right, so I'm going to make you famous, okay? Enough of this complaining. It's all it is is complaint. The right complains, the left, and there's no action here. No action. What we got to do is we got to have a Woodstock at the border. Get the whole nation down there. We'll get Hell's Angels to, to keep the peace. Nobody's going to get through. <laughs> you no, 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 I'm serious. That's you enough. Wanna, you can you be the Steve Dahl. You can be the Steve Dahl of the... Yeah. Woodstock at the border. How's that? Bob, I love your enthusiasm. I really do. And, and you know, you're the one guy that I want. You can take action, and that's to get yourself out of these places that rob us. It's really. But I like it. Listen, I like it. I'll go to the border. I'll make a run for the border. But you do realize, Bob. We do that. You know who ends up in those cages if we do that? Me and you. Me and you, and then the illegal aliens come through. No, 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 no. No, no, no. We don't do anything. We just stand there. And they're going to be so many of us, it won't matter. All right, Bob. Okay? Right. And then like what we do is lock out all the politicians out of their offices. Don't let them in. Oh, Bob. That's enough. It's, 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 yeah. All right. Let's, let's no, kick no. this around. Uh, but the first thing I got to do, Bob, first thing I got to do yeah. is we're gonna, I'm going to meet you at a Verizon store. We're going to get you a good phone. But I like the, I, I like the innuendo. I like it's the okay. well, I like my phone because I'm not tracked, okay? <laughs> I like it like that. Thank you very you much. Have a nice day. You too, Bob, with the flip phone. Owen in Willowbrook. Hi, Sean. So with the corruption of the DOJ, the FBI, the CDC, um, the dimwit and diapers, at what point 
And you know, with the with the uh, with the uh, lying by by uh, by by um, uh, Merrick Garland under oath, by the lying of Blinken under oath, at what point will Congress decide and say we're going to defund these departments? At what point are they going to? This say, is the point oh, to me. Th- th- this is a wonderful point. And and if you listen to uh, 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 Leslie Manukian. And you heard what she said immediately after the victory. The Department of Justice, led by Merrick Garland, immediately after, filed an appeal. Now, with everything going on in the country, this is what the Department of Justice does. So this is an opportunity for for Congress. This is, to me, where we'll see if this guy's Eric Cantor, who nobody remembers his name, if he's uh, just a step-and-fetch John Boehner or Paul Ryan. We'll see if he's exactly who I think he is, which is another political whore. That will continue to fund this, right? So if he is, now, Owen, Bob, Rich, Craig, and everybody else, now you know there is no hope in these Democrat sewers because what you're really describing is the mafia. You're not describing politics yeah. anymore. It's no more a government of the people, by the people, for the people. It's not a republic. But there are states that still run like that. Then you have to go with my plan, which is secession. To me, that's the only answer I have. You're not going to come to any kind of an agreement with people who lie every time they open their mouth. They're pathological. And there's a reason. In one year, you stole a trillion dollars. And who started the thievery was, ironically, Donald Trump when he started Warp Speed. What the hell were you doing? What the hell were you doing? Thank you very much, Owen. This is why you've got to go to states that recognize this. You've got to go to states that recognize this, states that everybody thinks like this. Where I am, you have to get in your car and drive to find somebody that supported Joe Biden. Because everybody knows what kind of a scam this is. Can you tell me that you have not received a royalty from any entity that you ever oversaw the distribution of money in research grants? Um, well, first of all, let's talk about royalties. That's the question. No. That's the first Son of a dog that needs to go to prison. The first one that needs a forensic audit right up his big nostrils I could hide a sewer cover in. First one, pickle face Fauci. You're the one I want to really, really have a forensic audit. Then let's start going with companies. Is brought to you by Pfizer. CBS Health Watch sponsored by Pfizer. Anderson Cooper 360. They own the news. They own the news. Brought to you by Pfizer. ABC News Nightline. Brought to you by Pfizer. Making a difference. Brought to you by Pfizer. CNN Tonight. Brought to you by Pfizer. Early start. Brought to you by Pfizer. Friday night on Aaron Burnett out front. Every single television. Every single newscast. The same oligarchs. Same ones that are pretending there's a king in England. With those donkey ears and that horse-faced wife of his. Yeah, you're royal. Rich, you need head park. Hey, Sean, how you doing tonight? Excellent. Sean, two quick things. How much did Trump add to the deficit compared to other past presidents? And what Ted, do you think these silly kids are going to do in Chicago this weekend? $10 trillion, and the bulk of the, the $10 trillion he added was added in the last 14 months of his administration. Ridiculous. Ridiculous. He did it to himself. He did it to himself, and he just kept it going and kept it going. And now this moron will tout to economic illiterates that he's doing things, and he'll add another $14 trillion. And by the time it's done, brother, we'll be having this argument. I'll still be aging like fine wine, and it'll be $50 trillion because we can't seem to get off the track of stupidity. I did not 
have sexual relations with that woman? Yeah, you did. 312-642-5600. Marxists, socialists, and communists are not welcome on the Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. Mexican-Americans don't like to just get into gang fights. They like flowers and music and white girls named Debbie Doom. One of the greatest movies of all time. Mexican-Americans are named Chata and Chela and Chema and have a son-in-law named Jeff. The best, bro. Nice, nice pick. And when their emails come, you're the guy to hit that button. In the meantime, I couldn't help but notice during the news about an hour ago, they talked about Illinois marijuana sales. Did you hear about that? How come the black market marijuana sales are also thriving? Boy, it's the same thing in California. It's kind of the same thing everywhere there's Democrats. You mentioned human trafficking. Yes. What does it mean? When the sheriff's department would go out and they would raid the grows, the people that were growing in the crops would say, I'm just here working. I'm, I'm a laborer. I'm a day laborer. Most of them are illegal, probably brought to this country, and they are working off their debt to, say, a coyote or someone who has trafficked them in. Once their debt is paid, then they are free to go, but they work in these substandard conditions that are horrible. And then they move from camp to camp from labor to labor. So we could arrest the farm worker, but that doesn't solve the problem. They just replace them with another worker. When you would go to the owner of the property, the owner would say, oh, I have a lease right here with a tenant. And well, who's your tenant? What's the phone number? Oh, their phone's disconnected. I don't know how to get in touch with them. I guess they broke their lease. Now we think that all- in the meantime, how's real business doing? You know, not the scumbags. How's small business doing? Yeah, the labor force participation rate, just like what Charles said, is a big concern for us. Uh, not surprising that we're still below the, the uh, pandemic, pre-pandemic levels, uh, but also inflation. Inflation continues to be the number one concern for our small businesses, um, which reflects also in their uh, future outlook for hiring. Our uh, poll also said that uh, they're just basically putting on pause on future hiring. So uh, that, that growth that we used to see in this sector, in the small business sector, that's it's definitely starting to cool down, so that's uh, not boding well for the future of the economy. Well, the stock market's up. Things can't be so bad. Let's go to a real expert, a girl whose qualifications are in the dark of a Pontiac. She can find her underwear virtually anywhere. She's the vice president, Kamala Hump Day Harris. What do you say to, the, to Americans everywhere who are concerned about a potential recession this year? Well, so far, we're, the, the economy is looking very good um, in terms of us addressing the concern that people rightly have about the cost of food, the cost of gas, and we've been able to address that in, in a variety of ways. I think she's smarter than KJP. And what about the border, Harris? Do not come. Do not come. I'm going to come. Let's ask Mayorkas what he thinks of the border. The border is not open. It has not been open, and it will not be open subsequent to May 11th. That was You lie! No, no, no. This is the same talk. Seconds, not minutes, seconds later. The situation at the border is a very serious one, a very challenging one, and a very difficult one. Democrats. Love it. Love the success. Love the honesty. Love the integrity. 
But what about this new problem we have? You know, 75,000 seem to be working their way here, and these guys have face tattoos. And uh, I don't think it's about the women and children. It might be about the drugs. What do you think? We've been preparing for well over uh, a year. It was in September of 2021. When- oh, so what we're experiencing now is after you've been preparing since 2021? Oh, brilliant. And we first developed a six-pillar plan uh, to address uh, the end of Title 42. Six-pillar plan? Who's going to remember it? Joe Biden doesn't know if it's Tuesday or July. Kamala Harris still can't figure out what color her underwear are. Who's going to remember a six-point plan? We updated that uh, throughout uh, the, the calendar year 2022. So we've been preparing for quite some time. I know Willie Brown knows what color they are. Squirrel, you sick bit. And we are ready. What we are expecting is indeed a a surge. um, And what we are doing is planning for different levels of a surge. That is what we do. Uh Uh-huh. And in Chicago, got a little bit of a problem, not just on the South Shore, where they really don't like the idea there's going to be illegal aliens occupying a school that has been empty for years. It is insulting that you would consider such action about a forgotten community that none of you live in. Developing tonight, outbursts and outrage at a community meeting in South Shore over a housing plan for migrants. The debate comes as the city deals with a crisis of where to put migrants bust in from the border. Elizabeth Matthews is live. Ah, it'll be fine. We got a lot of empty buildings. It's called the financial district. 60% completely empty. We're also addressing public safety concerns surrounding our large gatherings, car caravans, and drag racing and drifting that we're seeing across the city. You mean Chicago has a summer safety plan? This should be riveting. The Bureau of Counterterrorism, CPIC, and our SDSC rooms monitor these events in real times and give uh, timely updates. It's these timely updates that allow uh, the department to have... uh, Boy, he sounds convincing. Well, uh, which one are you more excited about, uh, Squirrel? The Majorca and the six-point plan or the uh, CPD summer safety plan? Which one titillates you more? What's the under over? You said 41 for shootings this week. It's going to be warm. I don't know if you're high enough. All right, I'll say 42. Mm-hmm. Um, proper to pl- I used to watch the prices, right? ...of our resources in a timely fashion. We have significantly increased our police presence near Millennium Park, and we coordinate bag checks and the youth escort policy with tightened security. Bag checks will also be in place at... I predict there will be an announcement in less than three wa- weeks. There will be 16 Walgreens in the city of Chicago that will pull out because this is all you can do in Democrat areas. Run, Forrest, run. We'll be back after this. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. This looks like on top of me, so everybody just follow me, because we need a little controversy, because it feels so You see what's happening here. You see the balkanization of our society on all fronts. Marxists, fascists, collectivists need balkanization. They need a society to not have continuity so that they can present themselves as the mitigators and arbiters of righteousness. Their greed has no bounds. 
Every aspect of our life will be controlled from government. Even the most ridiculousness in the society. The ridiculousness of men going in bathrooms with girls. Pretending that men can be girls. Watching men beat women, not just in sports, in contests, but physically, as we now see the scallywag scoundrel in California that beat the 14-year-old girl. 18 years old, six foot two, beat 14-year-old girl. And uh, we're supposed to believe this is a fight between two girls because he said he felt like one that day. It's the collapse of society you're watching. There are some people putting up a fight against it. People like my next guest, Jimmy Lee Tillman II. He is the founder and president of Martin Luther King Republicans in Chicago. He is mounting a pushback against Title IX. Jimmy, thank you for joining me. How are you? Thank you, Sean Thompson. Now, this is not the first time I've been on it. The second time we've been on it, the first time we were successful at it. And so the Heritage Action for American Sentinels decided to link up with the Martin Luther King Republicans and try it again because we just passed the bill. We passed the Protection of Women and Girls Sports Act. H.R. 734, even though no Democrats, especially the Illinois delegation, didn't vote on it, Biden's going to veto it. And so we got to get back to the Department of Education and um, stop this little. We got to let the Department of Education know how we feel about our ladies participating with sports, with men. We already saw about the lady in um, Kentucky, the swimmer, how she had an overweight advantage over the situation. But let me tell you what's really the, the grappler that people are not paying attention to. So if you have your daughter or any person that's in AAU or these athletic sports as a father or mother or guardian, and you want your child to maybe go to college and participate in one of these sports, nowadays it benefits children financially to go to these NCAA schools. They allow these kids to play. You can go to a uh, Division one or two school and get a check for playing basketball. Now, these little girls might not have a chance in life to be on the WNBA or any of these professional athletes teams. They have one chance in one life to hone in their skills here in college and probably make a little check like the UCLA or these Iowa girls we just had. And now they're going to be competing with men just for those same dollars, not even a competition for money. So if we can stop this here, we it's an attack on everything that we hold sacred, Sean. And I just want your audience to help me again you know, push back on this once and before like we did last time. And if I can quickly, they can go to my webpage, which is the Martin Luther King Republicans. And there there's a link to the Heritage Action for America Sentinel program where you can submit your comments there. Now, what's in the public comment, people? Everything. Let me tell you, through the Sean Thompson wonderful show, we got 300,000 people to flood the list. It was more than 300,000. We cut it off there because we overwhelmed them. The Department of Education will have to answer each and every one of our comments and they have to explain to the American people why we need men in women's sports. Now, we can hold up to the next election like we did last time, Sean. What we did last time, Sean, we held the build up and was able to get the Protection of Women's Act, H.R. 734, passed. So this and time, the great citizen of Illinois, we can stop it again. So this is really something that you're focusing on. You, you understand that now with the new mayor in Chicago... With uh, the portly Pritzker as governor and the mafia rule of the state politics, Illinois is not going to be able to stop this. But there are states that are stopping it. And I'm wondering, have you have you given up on the idea that Illinois can stop it, in particular with the new mayor, who is clearly 
down with the Marxist mafia more than he is the principles or rights of the girls or the citizens or America? Ooh, we're going to listen, John. You open up a can of worms and I'm going to hit you there. But let me tell you this. 20 states already passed legislation to stop it. But with the Joe Biden new law, it's going to override states' rules and going to mandate it regardless of the facts. So no matter what, if we were to pass a law stopping it, stopping regulations, Joe Biden's going to put his thumb on the scale to make sure it's mandatory. If you don't give, receive any funds from the Department of Education, you must have that already. Already you got your boy. Um, um, we try not to have no books in the library, and Kwame Raul said he's going to stop that suit already. See, it's just not here. Well, you see, Kwame Raul doesn't have the have the right fighters. See, yeah. this is, let me go off on. the topic of this immig- uh, of this thing um, I'm talking about. Let me go to immigration for a second because we got a new mayor here, right now. Mm-hmm. The citizens of Chicago, if we're that tired of these immigrants coming here. At the South Shore, they might take over the Walmart school over there on 83rd or any of these places. Let's turn our attack because it's government. I, I didn't vote for the mayor. I'm not, not really down with the mayor. And everybody knows that. But listen, I'm going to get a guy a break. I know Chicago is a sanctuary city, but let's look at the sanctuary state. This problem, these, our mayor is going to be scapegoated for every problem that's going to be laid to Joe, the fat Billy's lap. He signs the, even if we stop. The mayor has no, and it's sad, he has, his hands are tied to stop immigrants from coming to our city because the governor said they can come. He's dumping it on the guy. We're all going to point at this. Jimmy, I, you know how much I like you, right? I give you, you, I mean, you know, I like you. You're a friend of mine. And I'm the reality you, is yeah. you're, you're doing something that my mother used to do. You're doing something that good people do. You assume that somebody who got to where they are by navigating the waters of the mafia have the same character you have. Brandon Johnson wouldn't be where he is if he isn't a rubber stamp Tony Preckwinkle mafia boss. That's it. He's all in with the sanctuary city. So you have an opportunity. This is the, the beauty of this. The, the, the collapse. I agree. I, John, the, I agree with you. Just for the record, we are in agreement. Continue. Yeah, the, the collapse of what's happening is an opportunity to teach the people who were unaware of the how corrupt it was, who were unaware of how profitable it is to be in this mafia. This is the time where you say, look it. Look at what is happening. So these Democrats in South Shore who voted for this, do me a favor, when they complain, say, whoa, whoa, whoa. What the hell are you, what are you complaining about? You've been voting for this your entire life. You've been supportive of the mafia Democrats your entire life. Do me a favor, understand what it is, but don't ever say you're against this. You sat there and said, we're a sanctuary city. Okay, well, now you are one. Now, how do you like it? This is the time where you got the opportunity to take their face and rub it in the mess they made. Well, I agree with you because it has been rubbed in the mess they made. But like my man there, like my man said, little finger, chaos is just a ladder of opportunity. Do you know 20% of the black vote has moved Democrat to Republicans, Martin King Republicans has been in existence. See, once upon a time, there was no opposition. There was nobody saying stop. It's, it's not a secret that the Democratic National Convention is coming here to Chicago. What blue wall? You got to maintain what blue wall? It's blue. Oh, you got to stop the migration of blacks leaving. You, you see, right here, is ground zero of what's happening. Sean, let me tell you something. What we did that time and stopped it shook havoc in D.C. They're coming everywhere to see what's going on here in Chicago. No matter, Why are 
the blacks leaving. Now, we are small voices, Sean. A small voice, but let me tell you, old Chinese proverb, one pebble in the water can make a tidal wave, and we are yeah. making that Well, this wave. is also an opportunity, the idea, the audacity, the ignorance, the racism of the Democrats, to think that all black people think alike. This is something that they have to experience. I don't care what color you are. I don't care what your sexuality is. All homosexuals do not believe men pretending to be women should be in sports or be able to fight women. This is true. They shouldn't be in bathrooms. Homosexuals know right from wrong. The idea that we have to pretend all people share the same brain is the real problem. I don't know how it's gotten this bad, because in my life, the people of all colors, of all sexual preferences, didn't agree with fascism, didn't agree with corruption. This is what the American Democrat Party is. It's a fascistic, corrupt mafia, and it has to be rejected by all people. So this is a learning opportunity. Here's opportunity, Sean. Everybody, through the sound of my voice, who tunes in, the millions and millions and millions of listeners worldwide, they have one thing in common, Sean. They love their children. They love their little girls. Of course they do. They love their little boys. So here's an opportunity for us to rally and show these clowns, get off our children. Keep your hands off our little daughters. Let our girls be girls and develop like women should be developed. See, this is an opportunity, Sean. You see, we can sit back and cry and navigate. Everybody cried when it's time to fight where the fighter's at, where the warrior's at. You see, you can judge a society by how they treat their children and their elderly. Now, yeah. we, can complain, we can cry about it or we can go fight about it. We're the fighters, Sean. So let me warrior, ask you Sean. this. Because I want to, I want to, I want to ask this because uh, I have an opportunity speaking to you to find out the pulse of these neighborhoods. LaShawn Ford, to me, who I've met and is an affable guy when you meet him, but he's a con man. He's a con man, and he put forward a bill that strips the parents' right away from disciplining their kids, and he wrapped it in this lie that it's about social media. The bill reads in simple black and white letters that the government now can come into a kid that complains, my dad and my mom are, 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 are too strict, I need protection. And you can now have kids have, have, have uh, uh, the law step in and say the parents can't discipline or educate the kids. Does the black community that you're aware of, do they think this is a good idea? Because I don't remember families of any color thinking it would be a good idea for the government to raise their kids and not the parents. John Thompson, let me tell you something. This is why I love you. This is why I love you. This is why I love you. To all my listeners out in the South Side, the, the black audience, hold on. To the West Side audience that's listening right now, let me tell you, he's on our hit list, my friend. You see, the black state reps are on the Martin Luther King Republican hit list. See, we have a non-violence policy. We're going to let you know that we're tired of the laws you're passing against our children. You see, they are the first line of the war. And no matter what color you are, the state rep, your job is on, your job is up. Time's up. The assault on our children will no longer be taken. Listen, it's not just the black state reps. It's the white state reps. It's the Latin state reps. Oh, it's the Democrats, brother. Their time has come. The elections, they all must be removed if you love your children. If you want to put a new Democrat in there, put one in there. But they have to go. 
if you love your children, and the laws that you just said, Sean, for instigated. You get you got parents want to remove the books out the schools. You got people that want their children to be taught the sexuality in your schools, and it's happening right here at the state level with your state reps. Why you get a school board? No matter what you put on the school board, it does not make no sense unless you get rid of your state reps. Let me tell you something. There's a mob out here that's want to go overthrow Don Tracy. I'm not. Don, I'm cool and I'm not cool, Don Tracy. He's the guy, what have you. Don't, don't take it like I'm riding Don Tracy. Now, everybody want to overthrow Don Tracy. They want to get together and overthrow everybody. The mob tally, mob mentality. Yeah. Not realizing, you know, we got an election coming up. You can easily, people, if you're tired of all the non-movement, non-retarded Republican Party, we got county chair elections coming up. If you don't like them, they should be gone. Then your county chair, your precinct captain, they put those states, they put the states, um, those, they put our, our, our those people that let Tracy in, and we can just go up our ladder, clean our house out. When, so, and that, that takes care of that. See, it's war, Sean. There's no, it's war. And it's do war they understand the kind of money that is being appropriated, misappropriated? Do they understand that the, 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 the conditions they're forced to live in are built by policy? Uh, they, the ghettos are have, built and constructed by the policy of these scallywags? And these scallywags have not just cushy, phony jobs. They have expense accounts. They have campaign contributors. They have sweetheart deals with lenders. Do the, do the average Chicagoan that you bump into, that you deal with, do they understand that, A, it's a scam, and it needs to be torn down? See, because what I'm worried about is what I've seen all my life in the, in the sewers of Chicago, the Democrat strongholds. They're not offended by that scam. They want the LaShawn Ford deal. They want the LaShawn Ford expense account. They want the car. They want the power. Or do they, are they finally sick of it enough to realize for a hundred years it's been one party that turned a great city into a hellhole, a third world country ghetto, and they want to rip it all down? Or do they just want in on the mafia? Because if they still want in on the mafia, we got a lot more pain on the, in the forefront. Well, they realize the mafia is over and none nobody want to be under the new boss of Brandon Johnson being ran by Tony Frontwinkle. But I can see, Sean, we need to have a nice little time at a cigar bar. I know we do better than Juan Williams and Prof. And we can get and if the people really know what's going on and we can and we can get a money charity. But let me tell you something. For years, there have never been an alternative. So our little organization for 15 years has been fighting just to just to get that Voice heard that there are people that want to change. I've been fighting the Republican Party like you I know you have. now screaming for years. And so once the once the once the big wigs of the Republican Party realize stand stand back and stand by, like Trump said, and let the people do the work from the community without your hands in it, and then what then the more the the voices that you want to be heard, Sean, you will hear. They can't come to the GOP because you got to keep people saying, no, we don't want you in here. And then that frees them at the door. So we had an organization. We rough shots. We guerrilla warfare. You know, yeah. 15 years, they can't stop us. We RNC, you can't stop us. We're here fighting for the people, black, white, brown. If you red, white, and blue, your mother's king Republican. That's the only color we think about, red, white, and blue. That's the only color that matters. That's the Constitution and, and, excuse, and oh. the flag. Oh, yeah. You got you can support Jimmy Lee Tillman II at MartinLutherKingRepublicans.com. Jimmy Lee Tillman, I'm glad I could still fire you up, kid. I look forward to having that cigar. Thank you. And, and listen, everybody, public comments there. Please leave your public comments. We can stop it. Sean Thompson's show is the voice of the revolution, everybody. Thank you, Sean. <laughs> Thank you, my friend. We'll be back with your calls and comments after this. 
This is the Sean Thompson Show, where Democrats are always wrong, Republicans are seldom right, and politicians are never, ever to be trusted. On AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. You know, I understand why Jimmy Lee Tillman II is so passionate. Because he's a man of character and principle, and he doesn't like to be lumped in. And the ridiculousness that you're seeing in, as Chicago's imploding is that it doesn't pay to pretend the mafia thinks you their favorite because then they could pick other people to be their favorite. That's kind of what's going on in Chicago. So that's why when I see the protests, I'm shocked anyone didn't see this coming. Now with more, Elizabeth. Pouring down contentious, to say the least. This forum was a chance for city leaders to get input from the public about the old South Shore High School housing migrants. The city got their input. A packed house at the South Shore International College Prep High School. The crowd voicing their opinion, strongly opposing the addition of migrants in their community. I am just outraged. I'm outraged and I don't understand why. Our community was chosen. City representative. You voted Democrat your whole life, right? You voted Democrat your whole life. You sat there for the last, what, two decades? Well, Chicago nullified immigration law, declared themselves a sanctuary city. It wasn't just the unattractive Lori Lightfoot. It was the nine-fingered Rahm Emanuel. You sat there. You voted for it. You voted for it all. So now it's a sanctuary city. What's the problem, man? ...saying the old South Shore High School would not be a shelter, but one of three respite centers for the migrants to temporarily sleep. The whole city is a shelter. The whole state is a shelter. You decided to nullify the laws of the nation. You know, if there was a state out there, a city that nullified income tax, it would be crowded too. Of course, you wouldn't have this problem, but it would be crowded eat and take a shower starting with about 250 people taking up the building's first floor this is a way for the city to get the current so is the chicago democrat the new york democrat the california democrat you think this should just be texas just border border states this should just be their problem well california would already has had a problem for 100 years you think this would be the this should be everybody's problem but yours you're the virtuous you're the marxist you're the socialist you're the compassionate. You're the hate has no home. This sounds awful hateful, Squirrel. Awful hateful. 300 migrants out of the police stations. Questions were asked, but answers hard to hear, interrupted by the upset crowd. Before the meeting, a small protest of South Shore neighbors demanding the energy put into the migrant issue be put into their neighborhoods. It is a slap in the face that we as citizens of the United States of America do not have the resources and support, but you're going to bring people who are not citizens here in our community, in our building. Whoa, 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 whoa. Next you'll be saying build a wall. Make America great again. You better take it easy. You've been voting Democrat. I think you're on the wrong team. We pay taxes for that you took away from us. That is completely unacceptable. We are in a humanitarian crisis right now. The black people in Chicago are bleeding on the streets. Mayor-elect Brandon Johnson had... (laughs) Maybe this is the one person that isn't it. Democrat on this outro, maybe. This to say about the migrant crisis. We have a responsibility to make sure that families who are seeking 
Love and support here. Love them, baby. Love. Support. Do you like to be talked to like you're a child in the monotone voice? Do you like that? Or do you think maybe when you pay taxes, when you get extorted, when you're supposed to get basic, basic services, not welfare and the rest of it, do you think maybe you should have saw this coming? The city of Chicago and throughout the state of Illinois, that they are not just welcome, but they are serviced. There you go. You're not going to, listen, you're not only going to say, come on in. You're going to get them something to eat. You understand? Because you're not the favorite anymore. Now you're not the favorite. This is progress. It's all progress. It's all part of the love. So is this a done deal? A spokesperson for Mayor Lori Lightfoot's office says this is a possible solution, but still a fluid situation. Reporting live tonight, Elizabeth Matthews, Fox 32. That's Democrats speak for you'll take it and you'll like it and you'll shut up. 312-642-5600. That's what you get! He's Sean Thompson. Hello, Mr. Thompson. And this is the Sean Thompson Show on AM 560, The Answer. AM 560, The Answer. Squirrel, I think you cheated. I do, I think you cheated. Final April totals, 246 shot, 56 dead. Chicago for April. It's for April. Those are Ukrainian numbers. By the way, uh, there's a fire at a fuel... Uh, reserve in Texas, and we don't think the Ukrainians bombed it like they did the one in Russia, but the ecological disaster will be about the same. And when it comes to all of these topics, how did we get here? Despite what you might be thinking, these two circles are not equal. I repeat, these two circles are not equal. One is, in fact, larger than the other. What I need you to do is determine which one that is. So, please raise your hand if you believe the blue circle is larger than the red. All right. Please raise your hand if you believe the red circle is larger than the blue. All right, very good. Now, before I said anything about these two circles, what was your first instinct? Equal, right? Because they look equal. And the reason why they look equal is because, in fact, they are equal. These two circles are identical. Yet I got just about every one of you to raise your hand and say that they're not. So what do we learn? That you can be manipulated like that to believe in something that goes against your natural instincts. They're called the Democrat Party. Before you know it, you don't realize you've been supporting a crime syndicate mafia. Michael, Southside. Michael. Hi, Sean. Hi. Hi, Sean. Thank you for taking my call. I hope you and your loved ones are well. Me too. Thank you. The, uh, uh, you know, this whole micro-crisis in Chicago um, is uh, pretty much a slap in the face to the black community here especially. But I just don't feel like the black community has room to complain. I couldn't agree more um, with you. Here's the issue. Harold Washington started this whole Sanctuary City business back in the 80s. So, you know, we, we helped start this. As far as I'm concerned, we helped put this whole situation in motion. And the other thing, too, is that the black community continues to vote for uh, politicians who support these policies. Yeah. So, Harold Washington was a rotten mayor and a terrible person, but you can't say something nice about him. He looked much better in lingerie than Lori Lightfoot. Thank you very much, Michael, in the south side. Oh, come on, squirrel. Everybody knows. Kevin, Las Vegas. Hey, Sean. How you doing, buddy? Wonderful. How are you? Excellent. Um, no, no questions for you today, man. I just really wanted to give uh, a shout-out and props to you. The show has just been uh, fantastic. Love listening to it every day. Um, 
Joseph Freed, what a great guest. Hope you have him on again next week. I'm loving all the info he's got. Um, How about Robert Malone? Robert Malone's my guy. Oh, Robert Malone. Robert Malone, you've had him on twice. I mean, you you really whipped it out uh, getting him on the show. That was a fantastic guest. That's Uh, my lovely everything from your from from yeah, Honey Bunny to your callers from Cream Puff to the segment Slayer. Everybody's fantastic. (laughs) Love them all. Love the show. Thank you, brother. Right back. uh, You got you got me on the edge of my seat every day. Thank you, baby. And by the way, the lovely Honey Bunny will be at one one five Bourbon Street. In Marion, Honey Bunny, is that where you're going? And she will have Sean Thompson Show t-shirts. I wouldn't normally advertise where my lovely Honey Bunny is because I like to protect her a little bit, but she's going to be around a lot of Chicago cops, so I feel safe. And uh, they all hate the uh, the idea that um, the Democrat mafia exists and is destroying the quality of life in Chicago just as much as you and I do. Dave in Libertyville. Hey, Sean. Thanks for keeping me aggravated and on my toe. <laughs> anytime, babe. Anytime. Thank you very much. Uh, you know, I remember when Chicago couldn't wait to be a sanctuary city. Now, what did they expect? Millionaires to roll in or what? I also can remember before uh, when Chicago enforced laws and Chicago was a great city and Chicago was a thriving hub of not just the financial district, but all kinds of businesses. When the financial area in Chicago called the Loop, buildings were packed. Things were great. Now, it went down fast, but that's how bankruptcy goes. That's what happens when you elect Democrats. I mean, how many cities do they have to ruin? That's the real question. Dan in Payless Heights. Sean, how you doing, brother? Good. How are you, babe? Good, good. I wanted to thank you. For about 10 years, I've been trying to get my wife to leave Illinois. And about a year ago, I said, what, how the hell am I going to? Every time I talk to her, she thinks I'm crazy. So I started sending your shows about a year ago. And that brother, that silky smooth voice sold it. We're out. Oh, yeah. Well, listen, it's the greatest thing for your future. It really is. It's the greatest thing for your kids. Now, listen, that being said, it pains me. It absolutely pains me. But how many times are you going to stick the fork in the light socket? How many Illinois Republicans have to go to Springfield and get in? How you doing? And start kissing the ass of these short in the pants Democrats. How many times? So you got to recognize it, Dan. I'm proud of you and your wife and your future. Do you have kids? Yeah, we got two. I'm getting out of there. I'm getting them out of there before they're sucked in. Best thing in the world, honest to God. That's what I'm most excited about. Thank you, Dan. I'm most excited about that because the kids who are starting out, they're the ones who pay the highest cost. The people who are not making 300000 a year, those are the ones who have the quality of life sucked out. What's a gallon of gas in Chicago now, honey, buddy? Do you know? Uh, it's, it's, I guarantee it's, it it's always runs about $1.20 more than it is in well-run states. Jeff in Rockford. Sean, how you doing there, partner? Good, how are you? Say, now, you know, they had that big meeting last night, and the crowd got a little bit surly, you know, did they? Yeah, I like that word, surly. So I'm kind of wondering, I wonder if they, they were being monitored by the FBI over that, you know, like how they got to do the... the well, uh, Yeah, well, I mean, I'll tell you what. The way that lady was talking, something tells me she might be on the same list me and you are on. Thank you very much, Jeff, for the perspective. Another great city. Another great city ruined by policy. Really, ruined by policy. Ah, boy, how many times? Ron and Velpo. Stop showing off with your Velpo address, Ron. Hey, hey, Sean, I uh, wear your T-shirt when I'm driving Uber, and I have people that uh, don't want to hear the truth. But then I have people that ask me to turn the channel, and I invite them to get out of the car because it's still a free world. 
I love See, it. I, and I still have free speech in my own car. So well, nobody's left yet, but uh, I'm sure I... Uh, Ron, the ugly truth... From them, but uh, I can the rate ugly... them too, so it works out either way. The ugly truth isn't for everybody. It really isn't. Because if you think, that, you know, people that think I'm a Republican, I'm telling you it all traces back to a duopoly. Who plays more George Bush the moron that set this ball in motion than me? Nobody. So these are people of closed mind. These are people who, in the face of failure, walk around with arrogance of a success. They're called Democrats. So, Ron, they're doing you a favor. They probably stink anyway. you got to wash your car every time. Thank you very much. Rob or Robert Bloomingdale. Hey, Sean, you better be good of Honey Bunny. She's a hard worker for you. Oh, that's my girl. Are you nuts? That's my, are you kidding me? She jumped she's on a, a grenade person. for me, and I do the same for her. That's why I don't ever tell people where she's going to be. I don't ever promote her. But now, when you go to 115 Bourbon Street, you can not only meet the lovely Honey Bunny, she'll have a couple of my shirts to give out, and she'll be protected because she's with the good cops because they're there protesting the bad decisions by the Democrat Mafia. You're darn right on that one. You know, here's the thing I want to talk to you about. You know, you hear all this stuff going on, these sanctuary cities and all this stuff going on. Good for I'd say good for Governor Abbott for doing this because I'll tell you why. You know, they've got no more room in these areas in Texas and Arizona. In my opinion, if you've got a sanctuary city, send them out there, you know. And, right. my and keep the sending them. Keep rubbing yeah. their nose in the gaga that they destroyed a once great city. Once great states. Keep sending them. In fact, what we should do now is say, you know what? Let's do a monorail. We know it's a financial scam and boondoggle, but this way we can get the problems to these Democrat sewers faster. 312-642-5600. He believes in freedom, capitalism, and individual liberty. And because of that, he's become an enemy of the state. He's Sean Thompson, and this is The Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. Monorail! I hear those things are awfully loud. It glides as softly as a cloud. Is there a chance the truck could bend? Not on your life, my Hindu friend. What about us brain-dead slobs? You'll be given cushy jobs. Were you sent here by the devil? No, good sir, I'm on the level. The ring came off my pudding can. Take my penknife, my good man. I swear it's Springfield's only choice. Throw up your hands and raise your voice. What's it called? Once again. It's the best. Best show. It was like looking into a crystal ball. I think they even predicted Donald Trump would be president. Of course, Lisa was supposed to follow him. We'd be a lot better off with Lisa Simpson than we are this dimwit in diapers. Frankie, Lake County. Hey, Sean, what's up, man? Uh, I was just going to mention, back in 91, my grandfather, he I had a little like golf uh, attendant uh, job. And, right. and, and so when they ran out of work in the season, we, me and these other guys, they put us, they go, okay, now you're going to go sit in this room. And uh, it was a golf, I swear, the golf range. And uh, we were taking golf balls and putting them in boxes for hours and hours. And then, I, and then they're like, okay, now you're done with that. Now you go in this other place. And I swear, they were listening to Rush Limbaugh on the radio. This is in 1991. And these guys are carving a wooden duck. I, it worked. That's what the guy was doing for work. So, so what union thing, was that in, and uh, what municipal union uh, was that in, and what government funding probably, was it? 
Probably the Teamsters. Yeah, absolutely it was. <laughs> and don't forget, too, under the uh, Clinton years, 1996 Community Reinvestment Act, that oh, led yeah. to a lot of oh, problems yeah. there. But when it comes to policies, executive orders of abuse, let's go right to the guy who started the EPA, OSHA, and the concept of the Department of Education, Richard Milhouse Nixon. And then who followed? Oh, boy. We need to have... Uh, a realization that we've got a, about 35 years worth of oil left in the whole world. We're gonna... <laughs> and Wrong. this dummy, he's been in hospice since December. You can't do anything right, Jimmy Carter. We run out of oil. When Mr. Nixon made his famous uh, speech on Operation Independence, we were importing about 35% of our oil. Now we've increased that amount 25%. We now import about 44% of our oil. We need to shift from oil to coal. I hear him and Diane Feinstein are going to P.S. Chicago. They're going to cut the rug tonight. Uh, she, he's just hoping he doesn't knock her up. In the meantime, let's watch Democrats learn, shall we? You believe that the moment after the child is outside of the birth canal, sure. that they are now endowed with human rights. Yes. However, when they are inside of the mother, literally anything you do to them is acceptable because they're inside of the mother. Oh, no, I don't think anything's acceptable, but I think the mother should still have the choice, ultimate uh, authority over what happens to her body. What Curtis. about meth? Uh, should she be allowed to do meth? Yeah. Uh, I think if someone is doing meth while they're pregnant, that it is completely acceptable for something like, uh, I don't know what the name of the service is in the United States. Child or, services? I guess Child ECFS services? would be, yeah. oh, it's her body though. Yeah, it's her body. If she wants to do meth, what's the big deal? Uh, the big deal is that it's, she's intentionally trying to kill a child. Hold on there a minute. Yeah. I- you mean like abortion? You fracking morons. Now we're going to reason with them about the budget, about deficit. That's straight. We're trying to hold the debt hostage to us to agree to some draconian cuts, magnificently difficult and damaging cuts. But I'll get into that in a little bit. Morons. Absolute and total morons. Crooked, stealing morons. You can take China, a key part of the Chinese government's multi-pronged strategy to lie, to cheat, and to steal their way to surpassing us as the global superpower. Well, Christopher Ray is the head of the FBI. Why don't you do something about the dimwit who's been bribed by the Chinese Communist Party? You know, to lie, cheat, and steal. Got all the answers, no solutions. All right, everybody have a great weekend. If you're in Chicago, we have the under over at about 42. We hope nobody gets hurt, but uh, it's a Democrat sewer. There will be. In the meantime, remember, we win in the end, and there's still good states out there, American states. In American principles. Cue the music, Swirl.
Hold your head up high. We're still Americans. I'll be back on Monday. Don't just have a great night. Have an American night. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. <laughs>